let your goodness, Lord, appear to us that we made in your image conform ourselves to it. In our own strength, we cannot imitate your majesty, your power, and your wonder, nor is it fitting for us to try. But your mercy reaches from the heavens, through the clouds to the earth below. You have come to us as a small child, but you have brought us the greatest of all gifts, the gift of eternal love. And so embrace us in your arms and pierce our hearts with your soft, sweet cries. Amen. This was a prayer uh, written back in the 10th century by, by St. Bernard of Clairvaux. And I love how he starts this prayer off. Jesus in whose image we were made. Jesus reaching down from the heavens through the clouds into our midst. You notice how he said, as a small child. And just like we talked about in Hebrews 14 this morning, he was just like us, born just like us in all of our raw beauty, minus the marred by sin part. Bringing with him the gift of his love, his presence, embracing and transforming hearts through the soft, sweet cry of his word. <laughs> Have you ever thought before about God's word coming through the mouth of a little babe with like those gurgling little sweet cries or perhaps even a big old huge scream? Because this is Christmas. And this is where we're at on this fifth day of Christmas. Now here's my obligatory 12 days of Christmas pastor speech that you do know that the Christmas season is 12 days, right? Like it started on basically like midnight Christmas Eve and it goes all the way until the day before Epiphany. And so right now is the time that we should be putting the Christmas carols on even louder and watching the Christmas movies and not taking our trees down from the homes. We're in the midst of the 12 days of Christmas right now, not all that December stuff, but right now. And today is that fifth day of Christmas where my true love gave to me five golden rings, right? But this is the season. These 12 days have been built into the church calendar year for us to celebrate, to celebrate this presence of God, this Imago Dei. You know, we were made in the Imago Dei in the presence, uh, in the image of God. And then God comes down in that same image, but only in human flesh. This is what we call the incarnation. We talked a lot about the incarnation on, on Christmas Eve. God in human flesh, or we say the word Emmanuel, God with us. Or we talked about the dawn of salvation in that way in the manger version by Phil Wickham. The dawn of salvation is beginning to break. A whole new, a whole new era in divine history is starting to break with this baby child. And so this morning, as we continue our celebrations of Christmas, as we continue to bask in this incarnation, we're going to pray through a familiar passage. We're going to actually pray through some of the same scripture that we hear read every single year on Christmas Eve. These words from Luke 2, verse 8 to, to 20. 
And we're going to look through the eyes of an often forgotten gang of characters. Now, there's really nothing all that special about these folks. Except for, you know, they were the ones who saw the incarnate God made flesh before anyone else did, except for obviously Mary and Joseph. We usually picture this gang of characters in, in bathrobes with the, you know, maybe the Linus blanket tied around the head and a cane in their hand. Today we're going to look into and try to see this story through the eyes of the shepherds. These lowly, blue-collared, kind of insignificant in the world around them type of people. In, 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 in the first century, the shepherds were, 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 were people who lived in the outside of the cities. Because they were the ones who were protecting the sheep from you know, the, the wolves coming in, you know, other kind of prey coming in. But at the same time, not letting the sheep get out of the sheep fold. I read a, a tweet by Pope Francis um, yesterday where he said this. He goes, the nativity scene reminds us how important it is to stop and contemplate. Isn't it cool that the Pope tweets, by the way? <laughs> he goes, because only when we recollect ourselves can we embrace what counts in life. Only if we leave the noise of the world outside can we open ourselves to listening to God who speaks in our silence. You see, what he's saying there is that only when we kind of set apart some sacred holy space can we start to contemplate the deep mysteries that come into play, especially at a season like this. The deep mysteries that we talked about on Christmas Eve of God becoming a little baby, right? Remember this? And he needed his diapers changed and he needed to rely on his parents. And so what Pope Francis is saying is that it's really important, especially during these busy seasons, to set aside some time just to meditate upon and contemplate these mysteries. And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to engage in a spiritual practice known as imaginative prayer. Um, now, one note, I did not write this actual imaginative prayer. I kind of adapted it for, for our use. We have, I have written some and we used them last year in our Advent Imaginative prayer series, we did something very similar to this. But imaginative prayer is a practice that gives us an opportunity to enter more fully into a biblical story. Perhaps more than we would by just simply reading or hearing something read aloud. If you were with us during any of the times we did imaginative prayer, it's something that allows us to really taste and to touch and to smell and to feel the intimacy of the stories that God's given us. Now remember, there is no right or wrong with these imaginative prayer practices. There is no right or wrong. You can do this in any way that you want. Really, the only right is that you simply allow yourself to sit in the presence of the Spirit, in the presence of Jesus' Spirit. So make yourselves comfortable. Find a space to sit. If you want to sit on the floor, that's fine. If you want to go up in the balcony, that's fine. If you want to lay down, I guess, that's totally fine. That's up to you. Do fight the temptation to fall asleep. That happens often during uh, meditation times. If you are going to be in a chair, I really, we, we talk about this all the time, I really would advise you to keep your feet, both feet on the floor. It really does kind of help. And for this one, closing your eyes is probably the best way to go about it since we're going to be imagining characters in a story. 
And so I'm going to ask Stephen to, to, play some, to play some music for us. And as we begin this practice of imaginative prayer through Luke 2, as we always do, take a few deep breaths. Breathe in the presence and the love of this little baby Jesus we've been celebrating this season. Breathe in Jesus' presence. Breathe in all the goodness and the joy and the goodwill to all that comes at this Christmas season. And breathe out any distractions you might be bringing with you this morning. Maybe it's been a great Christmas season and you really can't wait to get back home and play that next game or use some toy that you got. Try to push out those distractions. Maybe this Christmas season has been awful and it's been painful. Try to push out some of those distractions as well. Breathe in the love and the presence of God and breathe out all that is not of the Spirit. Let's pray. Father God, Son Jesus and Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit. We come before you on this fifth day of Christmas in awe of you as a little baby, humbly at the foot of the crash, kneeling before our God in human form. This morning we ask for your eyes that you would take us deeper into this very familiar story that we listen to read aloud year after year after year. Spirit, we pray that you would penetrate and break our hearts. You would transform our hearts. Allow us to lose the distractions, to breathe in your presence and sit with you as we pray through this story. Spirit, guide us. Spirit, fill our lungs with only the presence that you can provide. Lord, give us new eyes to see through this spiritual practice. Give us new hearts to feel through the spiritual practice and give us a new ethos and a new being in which to go out into this world transformed by the grace of Jesus Christ. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. So now continue to breathe and allow yourself to rest fully in the loving presence of God. Become more and more present with each breath, inhaling God's love and exhaling all distractions, one by one, giving them over to him. If it helps, name these distractions and even picture them floating away. Take your time to fully enter this reflection and meet Christ. There's going to be time to go back to all the hustle and bustle of the season, but for now, just enter into his presence.
because this morning we're talking about good news. Good news is a wonderful thing. Sometimes we receive good news, sometimes we bring good news. And so I want you for just a moment to consider what it feels like to receive good news. Imagine a good friend or a loved one telling you a piece of unexpected good news. Perhaps you're thinking of something that has happened in the past, or perhaps you're thinking of something that you dream of happening in the future, some sort of good news. What kind of emotions stir within you? How might you respond to this good news that your friend or loved one or family member is telling you? Just take a moment and consider what it feels like to receive this good news. Now imagine sharing that same news you just heard. This exciting news. How does it feel for you to speak these words from your lips? How do you hope that the news is received on the other end? Just spend about 10 seconds or so imagining sharing this good news you just heard with someone else that you love. How excited you are to share this good news. Now listen to this passage from Luke. Luke writes, That night, that same night in which Mary and Joseph laid Jesus in a manger, that very night in which Emmanuel was born, God was born in human flesh, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby. These shepherds were guarding their flocks of sheep when suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them and said, Don't be afraid because I bring you good news, good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. 
all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. And so the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen because it was just as the angel had told them. So now let's set the scene. You're in a big field. And the shepherds are resting on this hillside just outside the town of Bethlehem. The sun has just set. And all are settling down for the night. And what I want you to do is place yourself in this scene with the shepherds. How long have you been caring for these sheep? Are you the owner of the sheep? Or maybe you're a well-worn, experienced, hired hand. Or maybe you're an apprentice learning the trade. The sheep are resting comfortably. Examine these sheep. Take sight of the herd resting upon the hillside. How many of them are there? What do these sheep look like when they're trying to fall asleep? What kind of noises do you hear as these sheep are starting to fall asleep? Now turn your attention to the other shepherds. Study some of these other shepherds for a moment. Where are they in relation to you? What are they doing? Are they trying to sleep? Are they chatting about the day? What are these other shepherds wearing? It's been a long day keeping watch over these herds of sheep. How is your body feeling after this long day of physical work? What are you doing with your body? Are you starting to lay down? Are you starting to relax? But now look at Bethlehem in the distance. Lamps are being lit. Families are settling in for the night. Can you hear the sounds of the city? There seems to be a bustle of activity over the hill on this particular night. This census has brought an unusual amount of people into town. Relatives have gathered. Some have traveled very far. What does it feel like to be on the, the hillside? Do you wish you were in the city for the census? Do you wish you were in the city to to take part in all the hustle and the bustle and the busyness of this town? Or maybe you're content to simply be outside and just take it in by looking. But while you're pondering this, all of a sudden the sky lights up around you. You're surrounded by light and an angel of the Lord appears before you. 
Don't be afraid, the angel says. I have good news for you. Good news that will bring great joy to all people. It's the Savior. Yes, this Messiah you've been waiting for, the Lord has been born today, right now in that little town on the other side of the hill. And if you go, you're going to recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped in snuggly strips of cloth lying in a manger. And then without warning, this one heavenly messenger is joined by multitudes of others. They're singing, they're dancing, they're celebrating. They're shouting out glory to God in the highest and on peace upon those whom God is pleased. Take in this sight. What do you see? What did it feel like to go from pondering the busyness of the city to now observing these angels in the sky? What does it feel like to have this warm glow literally surrounding this hillside? But just as suddenly as they appear, they're gone. The sky that was so full of light and joy and celebration is now suddenly quiet once again. What is the mood? What is the emotion on the hill? Is it really loud and exciting? Are the sheep just bursting with excitement because they don't know what just happened? Or perhaps in your heart there's a stillness. A reverent pause in the air. Maybe everyone is just standing with their mouths open, motionless. Look around you. What do you observe? Perhaps someone begins to move. One of these shepherds just starts towards Bethlehem and, and, and so you follow. You start walking down this hill. You start hiking. You start moving quickly down this hill to try to find the gate of the city. Maybe your candle goes out. Maybe it's darker than you thought it was going to be. Maybe your feet are starting to hurt, but you got to find this little baby. You finally find the gate, and as you open up the gates of the city, they let you in, and you quickly move through the streets. You start looking for the child. It's dark, it's nighttime. There's a few torches and fires for lighting, but it's still hard to see. Can you feel this energy? Can you feel this rush of adrenaline running, coursing through your veins as you think about what's just happened about these angels and all these things that, that, that you just experienced, things that you never were even imagining in your wildest imagination could ever happen? And suddenly you turn the corner and there he is. There's this little baby with his mother and his father in the undercroft of a home. The angels told you this was the Messiah, so now is your chance. Now is your chance to look upon the newborn Messiah, to be one of the first people that sees him when suddenly this little baby the Savior of the world locks eyes with you. What does it feel like to have the Savior of the world lock eyes with you at this moment? Take it in. Remain now in the presence of Jesus.
remember to keep breathing and simply thank God for what you've seen. Thank God for what you've felt. Thank God for something maybe you've realized. But the time to return to the present has arrived. So slowly, allow your eyes to open and slowly let yourself return to this room as you contemplate mystery of locking eyes with this beautiful little baby boy known as Jesus Christ. Father God, Son, Jesus, and Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit, as we look forward in hope, as we look forward to the next few minutes of Eucharistic celebration during this Christmas season, as we look forward to taking a couple steps out of this door and into the week to come, God, may we do so with a renewed sense of your incarnation, with a transformed heart, and with a soul that longs for the things that your soul longs for. God, we pray all these things in your name, even as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.